Okay, so first of all, dude's nickname on our show is Nicky Lates because he always shows up late, or at least he did for a little while so much that it became like a running gag, and then he just accepted, all right, I'm Nicky Lates, guys. And then he would say laters, and he would say, like, shit got real if the episode got into, like, um, real-life territory or we're talking about things that are going on in the world while also watching movies. But then, of course, you know, he pitches a movie to cover this week on on this brand new binge watchers episode. Cause that's right. You're listening to, of course the original and the greatest binge watchers podcast. Fuck all the imitators out there. You got Johnny spoiler, dangerous Dave double a was here. He promises to come back, but Nikki is so late. He's not even going to show up. That's how late he is tonight, but he picked a fucking movie. He picked a controversial crime movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey and some other people like Gina Gershon and uh, Thomas Hayden church and my buddy, Email Hirsch. Yeah, that's right. I decided his name is Email <laughs> instead of Amel. Email the motherfucker and tell him, you're the reason I lost playing uh, John Belushi in the John Belushi story. That was my role, sucker. And you got oh, it. God, that's Enjoy. forgot he was going to If they ever make that movie, they probably won't because he actually got, what, arrested for battery or something? But speaking of battery, there's a lot of assault and battery in this movie. But again, Nikki isn't here to discuss it. He picked the movie. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's because the chicken scene is so controversial, he refuses to podcast about it. And so he'll just let us take the the licks over. Crack it, right? open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Speaking of taking over licks, Dave, you want to share something? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so before uh, before we recorded, I was sampling a uh, new 4K disc. Yes, I bought it on disc porn from the 70s called Sex World from a company called Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, I, I, when I found out they were releasing a 70s porn on a 4K disc, I kind of felt you've anybody who's watched our video things know that i have a huge collection i'm like i gotta you wanna have see it. the crabs you want to see hey, the, the pubic hair you don't want to imagine you want to see the lice crawling so, in between each yeah. follicle i haven't watched all of it but yeah. it is it is a spoof or like a take on a west world from the 70s i can just where, feel like dave said the word porn <laughs> he said the word 1970s porn and i said the word crabs I could feel 30,000 listeners just disappearing into the midnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Where'd they go? Poof, but it's a gone. take on Westworld. So they did not when well, their ears we, we polluted. Lost, with... We may have lost like five people when I said Nikki Lates isn't here. Oh, man. But we killed like 5,000 5, by, by talking about 70s porn right at the fucking top. First five minutes, I was tuning in to hear about this movie called Killer Joe. And, uh, <laughs> David got so dangerous that he told me some dirty, dirty stories. Well, you know what? This movie was rated NC-17, so if you're tuning in for this, you're prepared for that. Sorry. Oh, uh, so I should probably check the explicit box when they go to listen to this one, huh? <laughs> well, the MPAA already Anyway, I cut us. you off. You were telling a great... You were, you were going along and telling us the history of 70s porn and, and what you were 
what you were watching. Well, this this stars the Miss Kay Parker of the Taboo series, who's done many. Uh, uh, but basically, oh I haven't watched gosh. it all yet. But it's about uh, I again, it's just about uh, <laughs> sex world and uh, like Westworld, and I guess there's going to be robots that have. Wait, it's a Westworld parody. Yeah, from the seventies. Uh, I, I missed that when you said that because I was waiting for like the punchline. Uh, no, that's damn, that, I mean, that actually makes it. I want to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> Westworld sex parody. I'm writing that down in the show notes. Westworld sex parody. All right, got it. We Moving can have on. a stream party, guys. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yay! You don't have actually. There's a place to talk about pornos. It's probably on this new app called Stereo, and uh, you can visit us there. We'll be talking about stuff like pre-show, after-show, maybe some watch parties. We'll talk about that later, but um. Tonight, we're talking about Killer Joe, if you haven't noticed. Tonight's episode is called Say It Isn't So, Killer Joe, a crime movie with that controversial chicken scene. Let's see. What is my impression of what this movie is about? Um, let's see. Uh, dude who's infatuated with his sister, may or may not have impregnated her, hires a detective to kill his mom to collect insurance money, and the stepmom and the dad go along with it because it sounds like a great fucking idea. On a Thursday night, will they hang out in the trailer watching NASCAR? Um, did I miss anything, guys? No, that's. I mean, that's... yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Those are the broad strokes. Yeah, Dave, what do you know about this movie? Uh, well, I mean, it is directed by uh, William Friedkin, actually, um, and this is from the playwright Tracy Letts, who Friedkin also had done an adaptation of his uh, play Bug, so two for two with uh, William Friedkin and Tracy Letts. Um, have you we know, ever covered that? Have we ever talked about Bug the horror movie? We may I don't be. think so. Oh. Uh, it's a freaky movie, like ugh. yeah. Um, but like I, one of the interesting things is uh, Matthew McConaughey apparently hated the script when he first read it and threw it across the room. He just thought it was vile and da da da. I mean, this was still when he was in his like rom com phase. Uh, oh. But but that he had a friend read it and explain him. He's like, you realize this is a comedy. Like, I mean, not that McConaughey's stupid, but I guess he he read just the text and not the subtext and thought it was didn't realize it was a comedy. So, you know, but luckily he joined board. But huh. that's a hard sell for me, Dave. I thought he was going to bring up the chicken. So there's a fellatio well, scene that involves well, yeah. the chicken. And uh, the actress says something like in this scene. It's KFC. It's obviously like a KFC type product, or it's supposed to be. In terms of the story, it's supposed to be KFC, but she says it K Fry C. Now, when you Google K Fry C, it's usually short for Korean fried chicken. K Fry, Korean fried, Korean style fried chicken. Um, then I looked it up. Urban Dictionary says that some people somewhere call KFC instead of Kentucky Fried. They do call it K Fry chicken. Um, but I mean, that's unsubstantiated because Urban Dictionary is worse than Wikipedia for actually having some kind of support supported information. So, right. um, well, like the commentary, uh, I I shared that clip with you. The director said, "Oh, Gina Gershon said it was a brand of chicken called K Fry C," and yet I, I couldn't find anything on that. So I think that might be a a false thing. I, I think Adam yeah. might have hit the nail on the head. It's just you know we. I don't think KFC would adore, endorse their pro, product being used in that way. Yeah, they don't want to get sued, if right? They did they'd be badasses? Huh. Yeah. Uh, well, instead they finance fifteen-minute lifetime movies. 
All right, and that's the trivia moment. I guess we don't have more to say about Killer Joe. Nick, you're not here, you asshole. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, Nick, what's trivia? Nick's opinion on this? Any, can anybody weigh in? About what? Uh, I he know he Killer loves Joe. it. He suggested it for a bad romance uh, movie for the month. Well, we got so more to talk about in our impressions and, and so forth. Yeah. Anyway, he must have enjoyed it. No, I just call him an asshole because they'll probably get kicked out of the teasing. He usually does, so we'll see. Um, home video headlines, and then we'll get back to our first impressions and favorite bits from this movie that we watched. Let's see. What's going on in the world of TV and movies? I was actually really surprised. I saw a headline um, about Tim Burton jumping over to Netflix by doing a live-action Wednesday Addams show from the Addams Family. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's exciting. I'm just in. Yeah, this is really cool. What a great way to reopen the door for the Adams family because they've been talking about rebooting it for a while. How would they do it? You know, uh, they did like the live action movies in the 90s with uh, Christina Ricci. She's pretty much well. That's like, besides being the girl in Casper, Christina Ricci, what else is she known for? Sleepy Hollow? She's in that movie, right? She, yeah. I mean, she pops up here and there. I mean, she's always around, but I, I think those were her biggest things. Yeah, so she's the girl, the girlfriend in Casper, or Casper's best friend, whatever. They, it's maybe romantical. Who knows? Preteen. Although love. I, th- I think uh, she was the love interest in like the worst movie, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I, th- I think she was in like uh, what was that? Uh, the, the Nikki Swardson movie, like Bucky wow. Larson. Um, you can't see this, folks, but Adam left his camera on. He's eating, which is like a know. classic podcast no-no. So I'm just gonna mute him. <laughs> we don't have to listen to you fucking chew. Anyway, um, where were we? Oh, yeah. So, anyway, Christina Ricci, she played Wednesday Adams in the Adams Family Values. And what was the other, what was the name of the other one? Just the Adams Family. Okay, cool. Then uh, <laughs> it sounds like a pretty cool show. And again, you'll probably wreck the whole family, right? So, you'll see like it, Cousin It, and Lurch, and all, all the gang should be there, I would think. I would hope so. Well, I, I what I understand is like it's mainly going to be her at an academy called Nevermore. And. I don't know. That's that's the most I know so far. So I don't know how much of the clan if they're just going to pop up once in a while or I don't know. The Smallville guys are doing it, so I guess they know a thing or two about doing origin stories. Hey Adam, are you done with dinner? Because now we hear a crinkling bag. I was going to ask you your opinion on the Wednesday Adams show. What crinkling bag? <laughs> if I heard it, they uh, can hear it, brother. Oh, well, I thought you muted me. I just unmuted you so you could continue oh, good. the conversation. Oh, well, I don't really have a lot to add to, you know, that's that's a cool development. I thought that was like a week old or something. I thought we already knew that. But Well, I shared it in Messenger, but I don't know if our audience knows that. Oh, okay. I felt like the, the other things have supplanted that. And I don't. how long away is that anyway? Like, what are we looking at? Two years from now? Who knows? They're just in development right now. I don't now. know, but they have this book that tells you all about the bad things that boomers do. They chew into microphones. This is number like 45. Oh my gosh. It's called All the Terrible Things That Boomers Do. All right, well, let's see the cover. <laughs> let's see the cover of this book. <laughs> What's Let number just one? Publish to Amazon real quick. I'll get back to you. What's <laughs> What's boomer number one? Oh shit! Yeah, I want to know. Voted for Reagan twice. Oh, because <laughs> they would have been alive to do it. Mm. Wow. 
Where are we? We're meandering. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was they're suggesting that the villain in Spider-Man 3 is going to be Hobgoblin, which is, a, in my opinion, a better goblin than the green one. Oh, I thought you and said Cobb Goblin. I was like... Knob Gobbler? No, that's, David, Cobb Goblin. That's, the, that's the porn that Dave was watching earlier. Yeah. <laughs> the Cobb Goblin. For, for, uh, on 4K, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's smoking the pipe. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to watch porn, you know, do it the best way. Lay everything out. Okay. Um, anybody else got a headliner? Can we just, just keep this fucking train uh, cruising? Uh, just, oh, I'll just real headlines. quick. Oh, I think Adam has one. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Oh, <laughs> no, I was just going to say the yesterday the uh, Cruella trailer dropped for uh, Emma Stone playing Cruella DeVille, and I kind of thought this was going to be bad, but the trailer kind of won me over. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. So some people are calling it like Disney Joker. I don't know if I'd go that far, but eh, it looks fun. It looks <laughs> kind of dark for Disney, but just right enough for kids. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's cool that it's a prequel story and it's not just another redo of that 99 Dalmatians or whatever, 101 Dalmatians, whatever that shit was. Oh my yeah, gosh. I didn't even mention Glenn Close that. was the only good thing about that move, those movies. Wait, you even hate, that was you it. hate childhood Disney? You never, so you, you never liked Disney ever? Nothing. That darn cat. I mean, look, I, no, I love the old original animated films. I mean, they're amazing. But then Disney died and then, you know, Crooks took over. So. This entire episode so far is appropriate for stereo. The X-rated conversation, the movie debates. <laughs> uh, so come and join us. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, come and join our our channel. You know, <laughs> you get hot sizzling takes in the future. Oh man, uh, my god! So uh, and tying in with the Joss Whedon uh, stuff from last week, uh, which is also appropriate for stereo app. Um, Buffy oh, man, the see, Vampire Slayer. Like- is not going to have Sarah Michelle Geller. You guys I've hear been, about this? I've been skating around Buffy the Vampire Slayer talk because Dave knows something about me and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So uh, one of your secret loves? John, it's like you have John it on 4K? Watching with that show. Like, no lie. <laughs> he, this is how he is the original. Like, he is the OG binge watcher. He bought the Buffy set when it first came out, like the Scarlet Box and everything. It was like a presentation Look, of a it's a well-known fact I hate holidays and I don't really believe in Christmas. But <laughs> I was wor- I got a job at Damn. Best Buy so I could afford to buy DVDs and they came out with the entire series of Buffy on a box set for $125. I saved my pennies, gentlemen. <laughs> I bought it and brought it home. At that time I was living with Dave. Dave says he didn't see me for like three months after this purchase. No, 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 no. Correct correction to that. It's I saw you every time in the same spot is what it was. I oh. would go I would go to work. You were sitting there watching Buffy. Eight hours, nine later hours later, come home, same spot, Buffy. <laughs> like it was not it was like, oh, I thought it was only two hours. So like that movie we watched uh a week so, ago. The issue is this. I love that show. Relaxer. And it had a bunch of female heroes, which was unique for the time. There weren't a lot of female heroes on TV at the time. Like, we had Wonder Woman before, 70s, 80s, whatever, and and reruns. Then a a gap, then some female attorneys. And then I'm in junior high. Buffy comes out. I'm an awkward kid. Buffy makes sense to me. I feel like part of her Scooby gang, and that was the nickname. They, They adopted the term Scooby gang for their 
little group of vampire killers and, uh, you know, werewolf boyfriends and everything that was going on in that show. And, like, um, I felt like I watched it for three days. But Dave told me that this was, like, a three-month odyssey where I was in, like, another par- like a parallel dimension and I came out for food and drink. I, I don't even remember going to – we had college at the time. I don't remember going to classes. Um, again, I had a job at the time, so I don't know if I lost the job because I was watching too much Buffy. But now it's like – I'm like, this is kind of like Josh Whedon's behavior on set and how and how he supposedly treated everyone or at least the female cast members and these backdoor deals to keep his behavior out of like the public eye for 25 years or whatever. It's like – are people now supposed to go burn their DVDs? Like, is Buffy the Vampire Slayer canceled now? Like, well, what is the... And careful, then, then only the pirates Malco burn stars, DVDs. Everybody who's a dude is like, oh, I didn't know. Or like, uh, I'm not going to say anything because I'm still getting residual checks. Like, um, and, and I hate to think it's true because he was... As an auteur, he was very creative. Like, he br- also brought Firefly, right? So... I don't know, man. Well, really as far as to if find you... out that he did all, he was just a terrible bastard, like all the rest. Uh, well, the, I mean, as far as if you have to justify to yourself whether you can watch it or not, I I hear a lot of people say, "Hey, if you purchase their product before all this stuff comes out, then you're in the clear because it's not oh, like you can take that money back." Grandfather, are you grandfathered in? <laughs> like oh my sense, God. Kind of. So if I want to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Uh, yeah. You had and I buy the DVD like collection now. Well, I am guilty. You know what the controversy <laughs> runs people? Here's the thing though. Controversy runs you to the blue light aisle special. Do you know what I'm saying? It'll it'll actually drive Oh yeah, you, you can get things. that was 125 then. You could probably get it for 50% off now. Oh, well, it's God, already like six dollars, and it's cheaper. I think you can stream it on one of the hosts has like all the seasons. I think Hulu the scandal special. <laughs> well, um, and it carries over to Angel, obviously, because Chris Carpenter was like her pregnancy was on the Angel show, I think, and like he pushed her out or whatever. The, I mean, the quote, the dirtiest thing that has come out is he asked her if she was going to get an abortion because it was going to affect the show that they were producing. But whatever. Um. And God damn it, thanks for opening a can of worms. I feel terrible right now. The um, um, Are you grandfathered in if you buy the DVD collection set from someone that bought it before? That's it, an interesting question. I, ha- I, have, I have heard the rule of if you buy a used copy, as long as proceeds do not go to the person. <laughs> well, did you hear... Uh, did you hear about the other part of canceling Buffy the Vampire Slayer? For political views, they wanted to get rid of uh, the movie. The original movie with Kristen Swanson. Huh. Yeah, but whatever. Again, people are not supposed to be their politics. Um, and again, I mean, we're talking about like separation of art and people, but this is dangerous because it's like, I, I don't know, man. We, this is dangerous. Careful. It's dangerous territory because I want to have principles on this. I've previously yeah. said on a few different podcasts that I think you can separate people from their art and people's mistakes as people from the art that they create. To a certain or not degree. even necessarily mistakes. Like it's like you could support a cause that you truly believe in, and they're like, "Oh, you're not allowed to be that," and so you must be canceled because there are people that disagree with you on such and such an issue or whatever. No, but this is like illicit behavior. We're not talking about people that get canceled because they make inappropriate jokes. Like, oh, I thought, uh, I'd see. I was fixi- fixated on the original. They they did temp- they did 
they have canceled a couple of people and then brought them back from cancellation because they they went overboard and they admitted that they went overboard. That was like James Gunn's situation, right? Yeah, Joss Whedon is not the only guy behind Buffy, though. I mean, if you say you have well, to cancel, like, they're not condemning the female showrunner. She was complacent. She knew about the behavior. She got them to sign the special contracts that said they wouldn't bring it into the public arena, right? And there's no lawsuits, so it never got to court. Well, yeah, I mean, she she went like this. She was like, let's divide Joss Whedon from the ability to do this thing because of reputation. (laughs) This is the same as Mike Pence having the door open whenever he meets a woman. And and Nick's not here to defend himself, so it's kind of rude of me to say, but like, I feel like when we get into these really touchy waters, Adam and I keep going, and like you and Nick get quiet. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes I just, I sometimes there's subjects I won't touch, or in this case, I don't have a huge stake in this claim because I've never been a huge Whedon fan. I don't hate him. I've just never latched on either. All right. Well, so, pretty soon we're gonna hear the stories about how Kevin Smith groped a bunch of female people at the Comic Con. Oh man! See now that whoa, whoa, whoa. Ben, ben is that real or are you just riffing? <laughs> I guess you should let people know because we'll be the source, right? The binge watchers. Nothing surprises me about anything anymore. Like they could just say whatever, and I'm I've started to kind of be like, and it becomes real, right? Where's the trial? That's that's what I started asking myself. Where's the trial? Right here, we're qualified to condemn you. Let's go. Hell yeah! <laughs> no, I am joking. I'm joking, Judge because- Johnny. I'm joking because Kevin Smith is a similar podcaster. He likes similar movies as we do, and and Dave's a huge Kevin Smith fan. I so think we're going to hear from uh, Kevin's uh, lawyers, attorney team. <laughs> actually, what we heard was that Kevin did not want to be a guest on our show. We actually, that's what we heard. Oh man! Well, that can't be true. I mean, of course, yeah, it's Kevin absolutely true. There was a series of emails. Look, the first four emails said he would. He's going to. Yes, we can set up getting an interview done. I talked to two managers and his assistant, and then dot dot dot. Kevin the Groper, later, true. This story, what? I don't know. <laughs> what what? <laughs> what what? Kevin the Groper, true. This story, I don't know. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, no. Say it ain't so. No, no. Variety no, doesn't know which way to go with this podcast. They don't know what they're writing down as facts and. Or not. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I was just going to say uh, those things I missed that John was playing the role of relaxer while he was uh, while he was watching Buffy and that uh, he only got up for Taco Tuesdays. All right. Well, here's the problem. You made a reference to something that the audience has no frame of reference for. They don't know what you're talking about. That's OK. <laughs> that's okay moving along it's a movie called relaxer thing. look it up folks. there's a movie called relaxer where a dude is a uh, you know kind of in a time warp himself playing a video game as a challenge but adam failed to mention that we watched this movie together during a watch party privately the three of us and then podcasted but not about that um we might get to that eventually but uh yeah go look at that movie and i mean that's what i would have maybe said but again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, I thought we mentioned it on the last pod. We might have mentioned it. It sometimes it gets confusing between all the text messages we send in the messenger that's not public, than to actually doing the show. Yeah, um, I think we did, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I uh, thought it was a callback. 
So not a disciplinary action like it ended up being. No, sure. With without we've only discussed Kentucky Fried Chicken about this movie. So I guess we'll jump into uh first impression. I didn't get to finish off my news story. I was interrupted. Well, you broke my heart, so we're just gonna keep trucking. Oh no, I have to say it. It's one line. Sarah oh. Michelle Geller said she's way too tired and cranky to put that work in uh put in that work again to be Buffy. So that's it on that. Sorry, John. New Buffy's coming. Well, here's a spoiler alert. I haven't done these in a while. I'm going to spoil the end of Buffy now. Oh, uh, no, passed, I haven't seen it. Okay, she go passed ahead. her powers on to 25 potential slayers. Then they did two seasons as a comic book that told you what happens to them. So she's not the only vampire killer. But in their universe, originally, there can only be one at a time. Kind of like the Highlander. Uh... With less beheading? There's a lot of beheading in Buffy. Yeah, but slightly less? Just a little bit less? More? I don't know. Not sure. All right. First impressions of tonight's movie. Dave? <laughs> uh, I I instantly loved this movie when I saw it. Uh, when it was first out in theaters. Uh, it is just a dark, dark, dark sense of humor, which I love. Um I don't know. Uh, the, the performances are great. I mean, it's it, you can clearly tell it's adapted from a play. Like it's each scene is very. You're in that locate. I mean, I was about to say something really stupid because every movie, every scene is in their location. <laughs> but you can tell like extended monologuing and so forth. But uh, the actors pulled it off well. I, I really, really, in watching it again this week, I really, really love this movie. Most well, movies are in their location. Movie review. Uh, what is the first? Little A, little B. My first impression was I loved it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm never good at these things. Adam? Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, my impression was uh, this movie is uh, terrifying to me because uh, I feel like these characters are way too real and they exist out there somewhere in the same world that I live in. And frankly... I mean, this is more of a horror movie for me than some of the horror movies we've watched. I, I, I could agree. That's the first impression segment from the whole show. Because <laughs> nobody gets it. <laughs> like, Maybe we just like, say oh, mini review. It it's, your, it's your impression of the tagline or your impression of like the, the, the trailer. Like, uh, yeah. And I That's think having watched the movie, it, it, I think, I think it's, toxic because having watched the movie it's filtering in it's not a first impression right so i think i'm gonna cut this bit altogether. Uh, whack it right out um perfect time to go to commercials when it gets awkward let's see all right oh listeners God. you can join us on the stereo app join us live for the after parties or go behind the scenes we're gonna have some q a panels we're gonna do some uh watch parties and movies probably gonna do them brunch style so we're gonna do this like on sunday mornings but hey we'll, we'll send you notifications if you join us on the app you can download the stereo app and follow us at stereo.com forward slash johnny spoiler i want to know things like should we cancel buffy the vampire slayer is tom hanks the last of a dying breed of actor etc cetera, etc cetera. we're gonna bring topics like that you can join the conversation live you can tell us what you feel you can talk about the topic and you can join in. That's where we're going to get started talking together. Stereo.com forward slash Johnny Spoiler. 
from Binge Watchers Podcast, of course. The live social conversation app is Stereo. Join us over there for a wide range of genres. We're going to bounce back and forth between comedy movies, horror movies, and movie headlines of the day and weigh in on what the audience really thinks. And you'll be able to contribute to those conversations. And it's pretty casual. It'll be like kind of like instant podcasting or a very personal version of podcasting. And you'll be able to you know, connect directly to us as creators. We tested it out. It's pretty fun. I found a watch party for uh, a movie I like called The Founder, which is about the guy who took over McDonald's, Ray Kroc. That was pretty interesting. I contributed to movie trivia and found some new friends on Stereo. And yeah, that's Ray Kroc cool. shit. It's cool for Um So go I'm ahead excited. and It'll be fun. exclusive content and an opportunity to join the conversation live. So we'll see you for the brunch with a mystery movie, and we'll ask you a question. So tune in on Sunday for the Binge Watchers podcast. I don't know. How do you think that went? Think they're gonna I like what I just said good. about their applications? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a seems like a good little pitch there. I wanted to check out that stream that you were talking about. Was it with the people that had just watched the movie, or like? I think I joined in for like two minutes. I think they were watching it and we were hearing them talk over. I mean, kind of like a commentary without seeing the movie. Oh, yeah. They set up a uh, a Netflix watch party, you know, like um, teleparty, which is it used to be called Netflix uh, party or whatever. Now it's called teleparty. Well, that's OK. I haven't heard of that. I think it'll be cool. Well, I mean, it's obvious I didn't want to watch this movie. <laughs> I'm, not very, I'm not very excited about tonight's episode, folks. I, I had no interest in watching Killer Joe. I watched it maybe four times. I thought I watched it with one of the boys here, but I guess not. Um, but, I, I mean, Adam already said it. It's a little too real. I mean, like, some of this movie feels like I'm just at a family barbecue. So I don't need it. You know, I've had a traumatic life. I don't need to watch it in a movie. It, you know, I, I have I like kinda do, yeah. reactions to certain movies. So it's not something I'm going to seek out. Um, binge now, not for me. Uh, binge later. I've already watched it. So I, I can't really honestly do a binge now, binge later. So binge never because the most riveting scene involves a piece of chicken. And otherwise, you don't need it. And I don't think even Kevin, Matthew McConaughey enjoy. I don't think he. In real life, he must be a real sweet guy because I don't think he can be a murderer because he he did not do. He, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. So. Oh. Wow. All right. Uh, well, I think the problem for me is that I did buy it, and uh, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't see the dark humor in it. I saw. I saw abusive, abusive relationships that were being paraded around as entertainment. And uh, while there is much to like about this movie, it's shot well, uh, it's acted phenomenally. Um, I think the the real shock moment for me is not the chicken scene. It is earlier in the film where he has moved himself into into their space to act on his like retainer um, and seduces uh, a young girl that's uh, addled. She's uh, of age. Of the, 
There's huh? a misconception. There's a huge misconception there. She is of age in the play, or excuse me, in the movie and the play. She dresses young, but she is she's of age. Well, I'm not the- saying she's uh, underage. Okay, I'm just I saying sure. she's addled. Like she's well, underage that, mentally, definitely. That, well, that's absolutely correct. Yes. And there's a there's just huge mismatch between the, those two people, uh, regardless of age. Like she is been made simple and explains that her mom tried to kill her but she survived so now she's she's looks at the world different is what they keep saying but they're dancing around the fact that you know um she had some serious oxygen deprivation and uh that aspect to it it adds to the abusive level of the move that he's making like it's one thing if somebody's making a move like that and she had been a hundred percent all of her marbles right but it just seemed it just felt so wrong it was gross feeling i watched it with someone and they 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 had to stop watching at that moment and i remember seeing this years ago and think it was very shocked by it but i thought it was a good like a, a really well-made film and it is a well-made film but it's not a feel good uh and i can't see the dark humor element it, it's the humor is so dark they've lost me um but it, not to say the performance was I mean, at the end of the film, you're just kind of like, uh, and it definitely ends on a like a humorous note, uh, in in very very dark humor, at the very end. But before that, the, the way McConaughey is really di- dialing in that character, I felt like he became someone that in life I would do everything in my power to avoid. And well, here yeah, I am he, in the room with him, guy. seeing how he does the things that I hate people doing, and it's. Anyway, I okay. So, uh, God damn it, Nick! Why are you not here tonight? Because now I'm like the alone person <laughs> championing this movie. Um, I, I mean, I, you make fine points, and like th- those are things I cannot really debate you on because I, I do, I do agree with you. But uh, you know, some of the darker stuff. But um, th- I, I think this movie is hilarious. I mean, yes, there's some abuse towards women, and I mean that's not that's not funny, even in the context of the movie. That part's not funny. Um, I don't think it was intended to be necessarily either. I think no, it's supposed uh, to ground it. Yeah, but because yes, th- this movie has a dark humor, but yes, there are very grounded moments. Now, I think like John. I mean, I don't know where he. I, I kind of know of where you grew up, but like I, I didn't grow up in Texas, but I grew up in a town that's not too far off from what this movie represents. Um, just, you know, in California and without the twang, um, I, you know, like, I'm sorry, I've got family members that I could see becoming like an Emil Hirsch, like in, in the right circumstance, or I'm sorry. Cause I can't remember the character's name. I could see this. I mean, it, it killing, setting a contract to kill somebody is not funny, but the way in which these characters try to perform it is just ridiculous. Like nobody, you know, the final revelation oh. of who's screwing over who Are is you- like, are you mixing up humor with melodrama? Because it is melodrama. It's a stage play on screen, but not necessarily humor. It's definitely, I mean, it's, well, melodrama can be funny. I mean, you know, taken to a degree. I mean, it's melodrama to the nth degree. I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, am I, am I seriously the only one that re- saw this as a dark comedy? Or, I mean, are you guys taking it like more serious? I don't know, you know. Um, 
I think because it, I know character because I know like not the Killer Joe character, but like I I'm sorry, I know people just like the the parents or the Gina Gershon and the Thomas Hayden Church character. I know people just like that that are just stupid as bricks and just go through life without wanting more than in front of their TV, you know, and you know. Uh, that don't have a huge education, and that's I'm not demeaning people like that. Oh, I don't like, know. You I know, know what though? This debate would be great for the stereo app because it could be like, <laughs> is Killer Joe a comedy or a melodrama? Question mark. Question mark. Talk to us and let us know. Join the conversation. You know. I mean, I wish I wish we had others to interact. I mean, I'm it's two against one, and like that's fine. I mean, these are your feelings. I can't debate your feelings, but like I think this is absolutely a comedy. Um, I mean, I mean, the very first scene you got, you know, caught, you know, somebody's bush in that kid's face, like get your bush out. I mean, like it's clearly like that say that opening scene. You're kind of set up like, okay, it, this is this is going to be funny. I mean, not everything, but <laughs> uh, it's a very dark humor. It's very, you know. Um, I don't know. I guess, you know, it's hard. I wish I had Nick here to bounce off me uh, for with me, but. Uh, well, you can, pre- somebody can pretend to be Nick and uh, maybe you could just be Nick now for a couple minutes and. Nick, Nick. <laughs> uh, um, it definitely ends on a humor, a uh, humorous uh, uh, note. It definitely does. I don't know. He would remain neutral. He would back up each one of us because he doesn't want anybody to feel bad. Um <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, this <laughs> movie is also full of great performances. So I mean, infighting, I think... Nick kind of, you know, he simmer, simmers down everybody's tempers on the show. Um, um, I mean, like, I mean, the, the scene at the pizza shop, I mean, that's clearly, that clearly portrays comedy. Like, and Gina Gershon's performance in this is amazing. Like, there's a scene where she's at a pizza, okay. she's a pizza waitress serving it up. And if is you like, want to say did... that one line of dialogue can make it a comedy, then... It's the outrageousness of the tragedy at the very end of the movie because it makes you think of the movie in an entirely different context. Um, and this is the spoiler alert. What? Where, how are we in? We're like 40 minutes in. Uh, skip ahead a few seconds or turn it off now because I'm about to ruin the whole movie. The ending Uh-oh. is Uh-oh. She, the little girl says, and Dave says she's of age. I don't got no confirmation on that. I haven't seen her ID. Uh, Juno Temple's character or whatever goes, I'm pregnant. She's about to shoot Joe in the face. It goes to black. We don't know. We can't. We don't know one way or the other. She shoots Joe in the face. But meanwhile, the brother's dead. Who's the real daddy? He's dead. So, you know, uh, I'm I'm pretty much speculating that I I don't know if the play confirms it or um, if there's another way to figure this out. But I I'm thinking that the brother is actually the dad. There yeah, there's allusions that to that, and you'll I don't we'll never know, and you know unless the screenwriter or playwright says so. But yeah, what, I. What clue did you follow to think that was the case? There, uh, you didn't feel like their relationship was bordering on incestuous. Like there, he he was no, a little. I thought it was familial, and he's no, no. a brother that doesn't want his simple which, sister. Was, he's protective. You know, she was pitting the suitors against each other, and she was trying to choose a suitor during the dinner scene. She had already had sex with the brother. That's why he was awkward about the whether or not he can confirm their virginity X, Y, and Z. Like, and again, maybe Dave, Dave and I, because we speak this language, we know these people. Like, we can tune into these elements. Look, I mean, look, I have no doubt that that's like some director's note or something like that. But I do not think that's the case. I don't not what I saw was familial. Someone protecting like their younger sister that was adult. No, no, no. She's touched. You missed the tone. The 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 movie is about incest. 
That's I mean, what you're watching. We'll, we'll never know. I mean, you know, it could be it could be the brother's kid. I mean, it's still because it could still be. I don't know. Uh, killer okay. Does. We'll never if know. We didn't He's suspect about it on if he wasn't a virgin. But we gotta we gotta move on, or we can continue talking about it on the stereo app. But for this type of debate and more riveting conversations, where we have to figure out is this movie a comedy or is it really about incest? Don't miss the binge watchers podcast <laughs> after party over on the stereo app. We're going to go live on Sundays with our brunch. You can tell us what you're having for breakfast and join in when the conversation is live. Stereo app is the live social conversations app. We're going to talk to you directly. You are listeners. You can join the show, ask questions about these dangerous topics that we just brought up about movies and television and film and what the hell are we really watching and share your experiences and opinions. I said earlier something was traumatic to me. Maybe you can tell me if trauma is triggered when you watch movies who knows and also if you think really terrible things are funny we want to hear everything you can download now and join us live this weekend grab the link in our show description it's stereo.com forward slash my name johnny spoiler and you'll be able to connect with the other hosts because we're all linked up on there and we'll continue this conversation later other than that we hope you enjoyed this very, very intriguing show that Nick missed out the entire show. Uh, why? Why, Nick? Why did you leave me alone here? What's that? I'm just asking Nick, why did you leave me alone on this one? Wow. Um, so let's recap what happened. Because he this doesn't share your show. opinion, Dave. Things maybe got very real, and Nick actually missed out a chance to really say it and actually mean it. Um, where can you find us? Well, everywhere. If you're still listening and haven't canceled our show, we're at bwpodcast.com. So join us for some of our movie chats as they happen on the Stereo app. You can join in and talk to us directly. As a reminder, I just told you that three times, but now you know for sure. Um, But if you're a boomer, you might have trouble signing up. We had to draw a roadmap earlier, and then we recorded that conversation, and and then it came back to haunt me. But that's, you know, an also exciting element of Stereo is the conversations live on, and people can interact with them at any time. Let's see. What's for next week? What is for next? Uh, uh, I'm dying in anticipation i guess it's killer joe well, too don't die before next week because then we'll lose another listener good night folks <laughs>